Hello there. I'm Ryan Woods, a Spartan god. This is my own mind. You're listening to the I'm a Spartan podcast, Scott Knowles. And I'm... What the fuck am I doing this, man? This is fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? I'm doing these favors for these bums? Nah, fuck this. I'm out here. Katie, bring me some wine. I'm fucking out. I'm Scott Lefane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. Everybody, Charlotte Race Weekend was awesome. It felt so good to be back, you know, and doing a Spartan race. I did Savage Race earlier, but man, my people are Spartan people. And I just know so many more people there, too, as well. And it was just great to see all my friends and just hang out and just enjoy the race and then just enjoy that Spartan community again. And Charlotte's always a great race too. Yes, it can be muddy at times and that makes it more challenging. And this race, I mean, the weather was perfect. It wasn't that normal mud fest that we usually have there. It was just a great time. And everybody was just in a good mindset because... I think it was just because everyone was eager to be back on course. And it just seemed like everybody's spirits were just super high, you know. And even with all the COVID protocols, I mean, it still was just a great event. And the only one that I really didn't care for was pretty much the waiting 30 minutes to come in before your start time. Because, you know, when you're trying to warm up before a race, 30 minutes, you know, you they won't let you come in. so you got your first barrier where they're holding you back and you show them your time to come in and it's got to be 30 minutes before your heat wave if you're a spartan plus member you can get in an hour early spartan plus is almost worth that hour early to me um so they let you in so you have so think about this let's say you're elite you're starting at 7 30 they will let you in at 7. So when they let you by at 7, you have to get your race packet, which that process hasn't changed, barcode, license, and then they hand you your time and bands. So then you put all that on. Then you have to go, probably more than likely, go use a the bathroom. They did have some Porta Johns out in the parking lot before they checked your uh, time before you come in but man the line was long to those because everybody's held back in the parking lot waiting to get in so yeah so you got 30 minutes to get your packet put your timing band on your headband go to the bathroom bag check and then get a warm-up in that's that's cutting it pretty tight you better be standing in line waiting right at seven if you want to get all that done in a timely manner that's why I think that like an hour is like kind of more of perfect time. And I did see some people warming up in the parking lot, which is kind of what I did too. But uh, just something you want to keep in mind if you're going to any races right now. You might want to get there earlier. So if you have to use a portage on, you can use the one in the parking lot and go ahead and get your warm up kind of going. So that way, all you have to do is get your packet and then bag check, and that doesn't take that long. 
But like I said, the course was great. It was good to see all my friends. And yeah, they hand you a mask at the end to put on as soon as you finish. And that was no big deal. Uh, all the pictures they took, they asked you to wear your mask. And I had no problem with that either. Um, but man, they were giving out tons of stuff at this race. You got your typical fit aid at the finish line and a banana. And they had the liquid death water. And uh, when you were walking out of the exit, they were giving away tons of CBD. They were even giving away CBD for pets. They had these kind of like the plastic ice pops we all ate as a kid. And I forget the brand, but it was like a performance ice pop where it had like potassium and branch chain amino acids in it. And you put them in the freezer and freeze it and eat it like a, what were the, the flavor aid pops like you did when we were a kid. And those are pretty good. Uh, the A-Shock energy drinks were given away out there. Um, they were giving away those liquid IV packet mixes. There was some other kind of like coffee drink they were uh, giving out. I got a couple of those, but I haven't tried it yet. But anyway, this is a cool episode. I talked to uh, Brian Gawiski, who plays second on Saturday and first place on Sunday. And he's a local guy there. And uh, we pretty much kind of just do a background on him. And then we go over the race in Charlotte. And, uh, I mean, it's almost like just two guys at the end of the race just shooting the shit. And uh, I really enjoyed this interview. Oh, I got a new review. And I'm going to read it right now. And if you leave a review, I will read it on the next episode. And you never know when that's going to be. Great podcast. Great guy from Jargonauts. I'm relatively new to OCR. Started in 2019, and throughout this time, I have listened to Scott's podcast. He is a nice guy who cares about OCR and wants to get others interested as well as educate us about different races. I appreciate his take on the races and training and have found him both motivational and friendly. Keep up the great work, Scott. Hey, man, I really appreciate that. I, have I met you in person? If I've met you in person, uh, DM me so I can know who you are. Um, thanks for leaving a review. And like I said, if you leave a review, I'll read it in a first, future episode. Um, I want to thank everybody that saw me at the race and just said that they listened to the podcast or just the people that come up and said hello. Man, it was so good to see everybody. And I was so happy to be back out there again. Um, but anyway, enough of me rambling. Here's the uh, episode, Brian Gawiski. Brian Gawiski, what's going on today, man? Uh, not much. Just got home from work on that daily grind, you know. <laughs> I hear you. I just did the same thing. So, Brian, before we go into all this and talk about how you crushed it at Charlotte this past weekend, like, what do you do for a living, man? And, and don't you live in Charlotte, too? I do. Well, yeah, I'm pretty close to Charlotte. I mean, I tell people I live in Charlotte, but I'm probably, I live in a town called Salisbury, which is probably 30 minutes north of Charlotte. Oh, I know where so, that's at. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Uh, for a living, I work in an electric motor shop right now. Oh, uh, no way. Yeah, yeah, kind of a hands-on type of guy, but uh, I've been here long at this job longer than I thought. But it's been good to me, so, hey, right now, anybody that's working, you know, can't complain, really. That's right. I know a lot of people are unfortunate right now to not be working, so. So do y'all, like, uh, rewind all the motors there and everything? Dang, look at you. 
I'm industrial. I'm an industrial maintenance by trade. I work for a hospital now, but we still uh, go. We visit our motor shop pretty frequently here in town for like condenser fans and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we uh, do some work for the hospital here, and a lot of uh, the smaller motors come from the hospital. But yeah, that makes sense. I know uh, our motor shop, which is TNS Electric, and you've probably never heard of them, but they've they've expanded a lot, and they've started. And I forget what he was calling them, but I was in the shop one day, and I saw him working on it, and I was asking him what it was. And it was some kind of control box for uh, pivots on farms and stuff. Yeah. And he said that there was like a big market in it, and they were making good money selling them. Really? Huh. Yeah, this is uh, the one, I, the shop I'm in is very small. It's like a family-owned operation. Right. This um, one is too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually kind of started just driving for them, and I've kind of just learned the trade as I've went on. Yeah, it's been good to me. Can't complain. Cool, cool. So, um, like, how did you, like, I mean, I know you were in the Marines, too, right? So, uh, what was that like? How long were you in there? Uh, the minimum sentence, or the minimum sentence, the minimum uh, contract. <laughs> <laughs> it basically is a sentence. <laughs> uh, no, uh, four, four years. So, I got in, I went in straight out of high school and got out in 2012. So, I can't believe how long it's been already. Right. So what did you specialize in when you were in the Marines? Well, I actually was in the engineering side in, in the Marines. Uh, so, and then I, I thought I did two two tours in Afghanistan. The first tour I spent working on fuel farms. So we were just working on setting up remote fuel sites for a lot of the the vehicles out there. Yeah. And then uh, the second tour I went more towards the combat side, and I did uh, security. Uh, we, our job was to clear routes and, and move logistical and logistics and, and build roads for for the, the local population and stuff. Oh, wow. Did you see any uh, action or see anything exciting over there? Uh, exciting? Yeah. I don't know if that's the word, but yeah, I saw some action. Well, you probably saw uh, some bad stuff, in other words. Yeah. It's yeah. cool if you don't want to talk about that. Oh, it's fine. It's not. I mean, there's people that have seen far worse than I have, but right. um, I was a Purple Heart recipient, so I mean, that says for itself that I saw something. So, so what's Purple Heart? Does that mean that you got injured or you helped somebody? I forget. Yeah, that uh, wounded in combat. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, but but no, like uh, obviously physical alterations. Uh, uh, just IEDs. Um, and I was in vehicles, so it wasn't like I was, uh, you know, out of the vehicle or else it would have been a lot more serious damage for me. Right. But, uh, yeah, just a lot of, um, multiple blasts. So it's a lot more like head injuries that I've had. Um, and just, you know, just head injuries and PTSD and stuff. But I'm, I'm kind of probably overblowing it. It wasn't. It was bad, but it wasn't as bad as I hope some people have seen. Right. Um, well, anyway, I mean, so is there a reason why you decided you wanted to just do the minimum sentence, as you said, or why you didn't want to go career? Uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to do something different. It was, I never planned to make a career out of it. Right. Um, I just, uh, I'm sorry, the dogs are really distracting me. It's fine. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so I just, it was kind of a family thing. My brother was in, my dad was in, uh, just did the four years and then uh, decided to go on and go to college and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> so when you were growing up, did you like do athletics in high school or was this just something you decided to pick up when you got out of the military? Uh, no, I definitely was an uh, athlete in, in high school. Um, I went to a really small school. Uh, I think I only graduated with like 50 kids. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So I ran cross country and track my 10th through uh, 12th grade. And uh, and then I played a little bit of baseball and a little bit of basketball. Uh, so I've kind of always, I've kind of dabbled in everything. I've always wanted to play football, but our school was so small that I never got that opportunity. <laughs> what is that still in the same town? Are you from Salisbury or you live somewhere else? Oh, uh, no, sorry. I grew up in uh, western New York, like a couple hours south of Buffalo, New York. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's a very small town up there. So, how'd you end up in Charlotte or Salisbury? Yeah, well, I did start in Charlotte. That is where I first moved to. Right. I actually, so I was stationed out in uh, Camp Pendleton, California. So, that's where I spent my first or my four years in the military. And then, uh, and then I decided to stay in California for a little while, uh, about three more years. And then, uh, my buddy asked me if I want to move to Charlotte with him to go to school. So it was just kind of a, a leap of faith, I guess. I don't know. It wasn't, it didn't take me too much to move, but, uh, that's how I ended up here. Just kind of a friend encouraged me to come here and then met a girl and now I'm engaged and the rest is history. So now you go where she goes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it sounds cool, man. I do like it here. It's just, uh, uh, it's really hot, and there's, I, I'm so far away from the mountains that that really sucks. Like, I see, I'm still a couple hours from Woodsy, and I see where he runs, and it's just, it yeah. makes me jealous. I want to get up that way. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same thing for me. I mean, there's mountains in Georgia, but they're all, like, mostly north, so, I mean, I live in the south Georgia, so I'm kind of farther away from them, too. I wish that I lived closer to, like, north Georgia, where the, you know, the Appalachian starts and stuff like that. I love those trails. They're great trails. Oh, I know. How far of a drive you got to get there? Well, my girlfriend lives about an hour and a half north of me, so if I'm staying at her house, it's not as bad. She lives kind of like in middle Georgia, and there's actually some decent trails that are really close to her, but like if I'm going to go to something like north of Atlanta, that's a good three-hour drive from my house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do what you can do, I guess. Make Do with what you got. Yeah, there ain't nothing down here but some flat trails around my house. There is like a really cool sand dunes. It's like about 30 minutes from where I live. And like everybody will take their Jeeps and their dirt bikes out there. So it would be a perfect place to practice for Abu Dhabi. But I'm not going there anyway. Oh, <laughs> all right. Is that a, so you're kind of, uh, I know you said South Georgia. Is that like coastal South? Uh, it's weird that there's sand dunes out there. Yeah. No, I'm like Middle South actually. So. Oh. Like, you know how I-75 pretty much goes down the middle of Georgia, yeah, you know? Yeah. So right where uh, 82, like Highway 82 and 75 cross, there's a town there called Tifton. It's not really nothing but, you know, hotels and restaurants, but that's that's where I live. And it's like an hour, hour north of the Florida border pretty much. Oh, okay, yeah, you're way down there then. But actually, the sand dunes I'm referring to are actually more inland from the coast, like going west in Albany, Georgia. Oh, I know where Albany is. Yeah, 
there's been like a battle frog out there or something. I feel like I've been through there. There's a. Uh, I want to say there was a. Um, I want to say there is a marine. Uh, uh, there might be like a base over there, and they've done some stuff. Oh, okay, maybe that's what it is. Because I want to say they had like something like the muddy dog mud run or something there. It wasn't real big, and they did it like a couple of years. But I want to say there is a small base there, you know. And, you know, we had those races at, at Fort Benning that was in Columbus, and that's like another maybe hour west of Albany, too. Oh, okay. So, kind of uh, that's... so many races. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, you did Fort Benning a couple of times, didn't you? I did, yeah, once. I've been there once, yeah. That was, that was like the year, I don't remember... Whatever year Killian won the world championship, it was the year after that because, man, he was famous at that race. And he was doing, like, the ranger competition right? and the race. So there was a lot going on. Oh, yeah. So that was the year that he didn't he didn't run the Spartan race because he was doing right. the ranger games. And we right. started behind them in the elite heat, right? Yeah, because we, we ran by them on Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what yeah it's just like you said we were passing some of them because you know some of them were just in it to be in it you know <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah that, that that was a good course that to me that was the best year at fort benning so you you got the best course at fort benning the next okay. two times after that they were like the same course pretty much oh huh. yeah. yeah that was quite a drive for me that was like eight hours that was I say that's quite a while. Oh, yeah, I bet. But But that was the year we had to carry those dummy M16s underneath that barbed wire. You're right, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That was the year. I just about forgot about that. uh, Yeah, I know that. That race was a blur. Yeah, they had like two more races there after that, and then they quit doing them there. Which, I mean, it's always a cool race because it was close to home, you know, and I was going to go to it either way, but, I mean, I hate they... They lost that. I remember that race. I I slept <laughs> I slept in my car at a Walmart parking lot the night before because I was so cheap and I didn't want to get a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that probably wasn't the safe thing to do in Columbus, Georgia, no, either. <laughs> probably not. The Walmart was pretty. Yeah, <laughs> but I did win the race, so that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> barely, but I did beat another army guy. Yeah, I think that was one of that was one of my best when I was running elite. That was one of my best elite finishes, and I, it was because there wasn't a lot of people at that race to begin with. And yeah. it was like you said, it wasn't a good way to get to that race. There's no airports around except for the Atlanta airport, and that was still a good three hour drive, I believe. But I think I got ninth there, and I missed my spear, which would be unheard uh-huh. of these days. That was right at the end too, wasn't it? Yep. Girl, yep. Yep. It was right before the end, but it, that, that was a good race that year. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think they saw like a bunch of rattlesnakes out there that year. Oh, great. <laughs> Ooh, I, I just also remembered something that was really unique about that race, and it was a very simple detail, too. Do you remember that we had the Atlas carry, and halfway across the Atlas carry, they had that one bungee cord that was, I don't know, about waist height. And you had to go up underneath that bungee cord with the Atlas ball, go to the, the other side, drop it, do your five burpees, and then come back. Do you remember that? I think I, think I do remember that. I think we got to it. Like, what do we do here? Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I mean, and I mean, that totally made the obstacle a little bit more difficult, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now they took the burpees. 
getting easier. Yeah, I know it. I know it. I think they took the burpees away because of that one race where somebody said Johnny only did four burpees at the Atlas carry and they had it on film at, at Big Bear. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think he missed one or he missed half a one or something like that. <laughs> and I think they said, well, we'll just get rid of them all together so it'll be easier to judge, which it makes sense. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah one more thing. One last thing to judge if you take it away. It is smart. I mean, well, you know, they should just make it a little bit longer is all they should do. Yeah. And that was one thing I wanted to ask you too. Do you like this new standard distance races where it's a sprint's around about a 5K, Super's a 10K, and the Beast is a half marathon? Or did you like the old days where a sprint may be five and a half miles? Yeah, I did. I like the old days. I like the unknown. But yeah, me too. I do, again, I get what they're doing. I, I do too. But yeah, for me, I like being like, oh, Beast, go. 10 miles i go to ohio it's 10 miles i go to tile it's 16 right <laughs> it's, a, it's a range i think what i miss the most is is like having you know having obstacles like twister and olympus in the sprint course you know where it's you know i mean and those obstacles are you know kind of easier on a dry day but on the wet dry days you know this kind of a game changer and it kind of will mix up the top into the field a little bit you know everybody's got an off day right. where they'll slip off something yeah yeah i feel like i haven't done a twister in so long now because i think tahoe probably was the last time i did a twister because everything's been like a sprint since yeah then. and like in jacksonville the national series race was a sprint too wasn't it it was yeah did you do a super there no i didn't i missed that race charlotte was oh, my okay. first race uh pretty much oh i must be mixing up memories i remember seeing you at jacksonville that must have been probably last year yeah last year yeah i don't know man this cool hairstyle that i have everybody's starting to mimic it these days (laughs) (laughs) your hairstyle and i'm sure you know your voice is very unique too (laughs) oh yeah yeah. oh yeah i was at charlotte talking to uh one of my friends and the people were and we were at the the, you know the finish line and some people were walking by and there's like hey don't you do the podcast i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's i know good. i never i don't think i've ever listened to one of my own podcasts back you know you know i'll, I'll just kind of zip through it just to make sure it sounds decent all the way through it before i upload right. it but i don't think i've ever gone back and listened to one of my episodes all the way through it just because i just don't like the way i sound <laughs> i drive you crazy it drive anybody crazy to listen all the way back through them all you know <laughs> right so did you, when you ran uh cross country in high school were you killing it or were you just kind of average then i was pretty good but because i went to a small i was in a small division right <laughs> i was i was one of the better ones at our our, our school at every uh scene but looking back i mean i was in the smallest division in the state uh, I did run at the state championships two years, but oh, right on. I mean, I was down. I, my PR in high school was like a sixteen thirty, and you could compare to that now to to some of the, you know, the people I race against. It's like they were doing that on their warm up jog, <laughs> you know? right? But it's funny because I tell everybody this, and uh, I'm not even faster. Like on my five k, I'm no faster than I was in high school. It's really crazy. Um. That's a whole nother thing with me and racing and everybody's trying to figure out, including myself. <laughs> well, you know, and I'm kind of in that same 
boat you talk about because you know the people that i follow you know and see on strava they're knocking out these 5k times that i could never touch but you know i can hang with them like in an ocr race and i mean and my best way to explain it is is just some people are just better at flowing through technical terrain than others you know and and it's you know the obstacles come into play you know if you can move through the obstacles faster I mean, you can get it done, and then you got the heavy carriers to throw in the throw a wrench and everything too. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, Absolutely. It's almost like one of those things you got. You're better to be a jack of all trades than a specialist in one in this sport. Yep. I think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think so too. I think I'm just half assed. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes i'm like i need to run harder i can do it i just need to do it yeah that's me man i just need yeah. to run harder I get faster yep what is yep. what what does woodsy always say to if you want to run faster you got to run fast <laughs> yeah basically basically that's why he tries to drag me out to these races where he like goes to the races around our area well you know, like the western side of North Carolina here. Yeah. He goes around to the races with that are super competitive, like, so it keeps them honest, I guess. And he, he usually sends them along to me, and, like, I go and I get my butt kicked. But it's really good for me to, to push out of my comfort zone like that. That's cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when did you find, like, OCR? Because you've been in it for like a long time since like 2013 or 2014 right yeah i think well i'm trying to think yeah so 2012 or 2013 probably would have been one of my first years uh it was shortly after i got out of the military um i still i was like pretty bulky still from the military uh so i i kind of stopped running that much but like i did like one of those first races and i was like this is really cool so i it kind of got me back into my running days and I started to train a little bit harder. I think like 2014 was when I like kind of dove right into it and I've been pretty much doing it on the elite side of things, competing at a decently high level since then. But it was kind of a transition for me to go from just lifting weights to running a lot again. Yeah, I saw you've done all the race brands too, the old Bone Frog, and you've done some Tough Mudders and Savage Race, and th- there were some mud runs in there I'd never even heard of. <laughs> yeah, they were. That was like the beginning days when like I was just. Well, the thing is, is I did like a I had like a bucket list thing in 2013, I believe, where it was like do one race every month for a year. Yeah, and if there was anything from a mud run to a Spartan race, to a marathon in there. So it was quite a range. Um, so that's kind of where, where those other mud runs come up at, hmm. local things. Did you ever, like, get any, like, running injuries from doing any of that? I've been pretty healthy, and I found wood. I've been pretty lucky. I don't know what it is, if it's just the, the strength I have from growing up working outside or drinking a lot of milk when i was a kid <laughs> although somebody told me that's a complete mess so i don't believe right now. <laughs> right well i thought you were just joking around too so <laughs> well i used to think it was serious my parents had me believe it was serious well i mean the, the the saying is milk does the body good so i wouldn't say that's wrong well i don't drink milk anymore rarely now so 
and I'm still healthy, so yeah, it must be meth. <laughs> it's all that back-loaded milk you drink, man. I know, I know. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, a couple like rolled ankles here and there, but I've never had a serious injury that has set me back more than a couple weeks, so right. it's been good. Do you miss the old bone frog races? Well, bone frog, I think, is still around. Right? No, I'm sorry, battle frog. Yeah. Battlefrog, absolutely. I miss those a lot. Yeah, that was that was quite a year. That I was traveling to almost every one of those. That was that was fun. Uh, so yeah, I definitely miss those. Yeah, because I saw you had quite a few podiums in all the brands. As a matter of fact, well, Battlefrog was the biggest money maker for me. I did like that. <laughs> right. They were paying so much money. It was crazy. What was their payouts for first? And it's been a while now. Uh, I don't know if it was like, well, they paid 10 deep, so that was a big deal. Oh, wow. Either, I think it was either 15 oh, or wow. 2500 for first, I think. Because I think it was 1000 for second and like 500 Well, geez, I don't know. It's a weird, I can't remember the breakdown, but yeah, it was good. Good money, for sure. So was It that... may have been more than that for first, because I know Atkins and Lindsay were killing it that year. Yeah. Did you have to battle with Ryan a lot? Well, yeah, but I mean, he crushed me most of the time, uh, obviously. But he, uh, I did give him a run one race, but that's only because I missed the start of the race, and he didn't <laughs> really, like, it was based off of chip time. Right. And I, like, lost to him by, like, 11 seconds. But that's only oh. because he did, I was nowhere near him because I started way behind him. So he just was kind of out there doing his own thing, and I was I had people to chase. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's funny. So um, yeah. tell us how the uh, Charlotte race went for you this weekend, man. You kicked ass. Yeah, I'm really happy with how this weekend went. I'm really happy with how the year has started for me. I mean, three races in, and I've got top five in all of them. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now. Um, do you want to go right down through all the races or do you want to, I mean, not all the races, but yeah. start with Saturday and stuff. Yeah. Just tell us how the race it. went Saturday. Yeah. So it was me, Woodsy and, uh, Mark Cadet. They were the three of us kind of running as a pack. Most of the race, um, Godet kind of went out hard uh, or not went out hard, but he took the lead by a pretty decent margin there. Um, Probably a mile into the race, he probably had ten seconds or so on you know Woodsy. Woodsy was I was probably about five seconds behind Woodsy. Um, and I, you know my my goal is to just or my my strategy is just kind of hang on to that front pack as long as I can because most of these guys can run faster than me on open course. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to get at least to some of the obstacles to kind of close that gap. And uh, that's kind of how it went. I mean, we got to the bucket carry. Uh, what would you say? That's probably like two miles into the race, maybe? Yeah, probably two or two and a half because the spear yeah, was right half. after. Yeah, two and a half. So, um, Mark, or yeah, Godet picked his bucket up first, and it was a little bit confusing because there was arrows going straight. So, he picked his bucket up and started going straight instead oh, of making that hairpin left or that tight left turn there. Right. And, uh, you know, Woodsy was yelling at him. He's like, you got to go this way, go this way. And Mark, once he realized it, he, he did turn around. He probably lost probably 10 to 15 seconds there. Oh, and, man. Uh, 
Yeah, it was brutal. Where and, was the volunteer uh, at? <laughs> they were standing right there. There's about three of them there. You got a cameraman. You got all the guys there because we were the front pack. And uh, that's sad. He to made, hear. Yeah, he probably was just in race mode. You know, it's tough. Everybody's been there. To right. Hear oh what's yeah. Going on. Uh, so I kind of <laughs> I took that as an opportunity, and uh, I went past Woodsy on the beginning of the bucket carry, and I was leaving in the front of Woodsy and. Uh, I don't know how far I really got, how, how much of a gap. I mean, it was probably no more than 10 seconds. I was looking at some of the pictures, and I had a decent gap on them. But uh, we got to the spear throw shortly after that, and uh, Woodsy picked up one of the first spears, and me and Mark ran down a little bit further, and we all three hit our spears. Uh, Woodsy was really quick with his, and I was pretty quick with mine, but Mark, he took a little bit longer than he, he would have liked, I guess. That's what he said after the race. And uh, then we had that little section of open running there between the spear and the Z-wall, I would say, what, 400 meters, 400 yeah. meters maybe. And I don't know, I was running pretty hard, but I think I kind of psyched myself out too because I've raced wood so much that I kind of was just telling myself that he's going to go by you. Like, <laughs> it's a really bad, that bad mental state for me that I got to get through, but um, and that's exactly what happened about halfway between the spear and the, the Z wall. He went by me and Shit. my goal. Yeah. My goal was just trying to like, I don't know, I guess just hang on to him and hope maybe I was a little bit quicker through Z wall and monkey bars. Cause those were really the only two obstacles that I could maybe, you know, go quicker. And I know there was slip wall and a frame, but there's really not a lot of speed to that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I came up over, we went through monkey bars, and he got off of them as I was getting on. But just too late. Just let, I let him get too far away, I guess, is what it was. I mean, yeah, it, it was I mean, a close finish, because I was right there um, when y'all come across the line, and I, I seen Ryan was, yeah, like you said, he was getting off right as he was getting on. And, and one thing that was kind of deceptive is when you flipped over the, uh, I mean, the vertical cargo net, that hill, it didn't look like much of a hill in the festival area, but at the end of the race, that hill was like, it was tiring for sure. Yeah, it was a little, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It is, it was a little brutal at that point of the race after running it down. I mean, I, 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 hard I mean, I doubt it was more than 10% incline, but after hitting yeah. those couple of obstacles and then trying to, you know, rev up and come up that hill it was it was difficult it was for me anyway no yeah you're right you're right it was it's kind of a shock to the system after running flat basically the whole time and then you gotta get some more energy to get up there yeah but yeah so i think it was about 10 seconds is all it was in the results 10 seconds and i think mark was probably 15 17 seconds behind me so it was very very tight race and yeah i mean there, we were all clean on obstacles that day, so it was, there was nothing. It's just, it was the running. <laughs> yeah. I just, that basically is what it came down to. Yeah, that was, this is probably one of the faster Charlotte courses. One, because we didn't get a crap load of rain like we usually do. It's usually way muddier, and there wasn't a Z wall, I mean, a dunk wall and rolling mud either. No, that was super fast. I mean, I think, it was like 25 minutes or something. Yeah. 25, 26 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was super dry. Like you said, I couldn't, 
it's always muddy there. Right. Like muddy and cold usually. Yeah. Oh, the weather was perfect for this race. I mean, perfect. Yeah, it was really nice. It was, really nice. it was so nice. It was a great first race for me to come back to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for I was sure. I was expecting slop, especially looking at the map, because on Google yeah. Maps, it just looked like you were running through every single stream, and we only got in that one little stream just for a second, so. Yeah, they usually put us down in there a little bit more, especially, like, I think they had the Super there one year, and we definitely were, it was a lot rougher terrain, I think, for that race. Yeah, and, and, and you were there in 2018 where we actually got in that creek and we went under, I think, didn't we go under like a bridge or something too? Yeah, yeah, we went over by the road there. Yeah, you're right. That was the year the Super was there. Yeah. So that, they, had, they opened it up a little bit more. Yeah, that was a, that was a crazy race. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I enjoyed it though. <clears throat> so tell yeah. us how Sunday went. Ryan Woods didn't show up for Sunday. No, I guess we scared him too much on Saturday. He didn't want to come work hard. That's probably what it was. <laughs> no, he rarely, I don't think, I don't remember the last time he's done a back-to-back race. Probably, jeez, oh, yeah. I don't know, like the team race there that year. They did the team race in Tahoe. But. Well, I know he anyway. told me since he doesn't have a, you know, he's not on the pro team, he didn't get a pass, so he's having to pay for his races. That might have had something to do with it, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That probably could have had something to do with it. But I never, I didn't even know if he was coming out um, on Saturday until he started calling me out on Instagram. So, oh. <laughs> so yeah, those were funny. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, he didn't show up. So it was me and Mark thrown down again. And uh, yeah, it felt really good, you know, like in my warm up and everything. But as soon as we like started the race and we started to separate ourselves, man my legs are kind of tired yeah. <laughs> i guess i worked pretty hard yesterday um and he he opened up a decent gap on me i mean i think at one point he probably had anywhere from 30 to 45 seconds on me um once we got out there like in the middle of the race uh and i kind of just played the same strategy i was like well i'm i've been doing this a lot longer than him i i should be a little bit quicker on the obstacles and uh that's exactly kind of what happened. The gap, I was starting to kind of close it down a little bit, but not enough to win the race. Nowhere close enough to win the race. Right. Um, uh, we all, we, we both were hundred percent on all the obstacles until the, uh, slip wall and the ropes were pretty wet and they put this new surface on the slip wall. That's, I guess like a sheet metal kind of, I don't know how yeah. big it is, but, um, it makes it a little bit slipperier and we did have a little, a light rain the night before. So, yeah, he got up on it, and uh, he wasn't getting up it. So um, I, he was all the way over on the right side of the slip wall, and it was still pretty shady over there, and there was a crack of of sunlight on the left side of the slip wall. So I went onto that side, and fortunately for me, I was able to get right up and over it on one try. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he actually ended up, after he saw me go over, I think he realized, he's like, well, I'm just going to burpee. Mm. and uh try to hold on a second because he said he didn't see anybody behind me and uh he started doing his burpees and as he was finishing up i guess uh dustin living good was coming up and was able to steal second from mark even and uh so really good for dustin yeah that was awesome for dustin to see him yeah for sure because i was you can you can see he's worked hard too during covid man oh yeah ripped (laughs) oh yeah but 
but yeah, I mean, so after uh, my brother was there cheering me on and uh, he was saying that Mark went to burpees, I was like, well, I'm going to take my time getting in here now. And uh, speaking of that hill we were talking about earlier, I actually <laughs> kind of jog walked up it because I was like, I'm pretty tired from trying to chase Mark down. So I'm just going to take this easy and make sure I get through monkey bars and everything. Yeah, I remember you were talking to us when you come up to the monkey bars. People were talking to you asking about uh, Mark doing burpees down there. I think Kevin was. Yeah, Kevin was because they Kevin, I guess, was thinking that Mark was told he had to do burpees. Or right. But, yeah. But I guess Mark had already tried it like three times or something like that. So. <clears throat> yeah, it sucks to win a race like that, but it is OCR, and you know you'll you'll take them where you can get them. So. Oh uh, yeah. I feel bad for Mark. I mean, we we developed a pretty good friendship since he came into the sport, but. Um, I'm sure he'll he'll get me again sometime. <laughs> no yeah. worries. And that's what's cool about the sport is everybody's cool, you know. And any day in OCR, shit happens, you know. I mean, oh, that's yeah. just and yeah. the the quicker everybody learns to accept that, you know, the easier it's going to go, you know. Yeah. You yeah. you never know when it's going to be your day where your spear doesn't stick in or you just miss it, man. I mean, that's such a a chance obstacle. I, I mean, I don't know anybody that's hundred percent hit every single spear they've thrown. Right. right. You know, I, You're right. What shoes? Do you know what shoes Mark was wearing? I'm curious now. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I know the first day he wore some new Salmine, like the S A L M I N G ones. Yeah. The orange ones. I don't know which model they are, but. Even on Saturday, he was saying he wasn't sure if he really liked those on the slip wall because the lugs were, like, bending, I guess. Like, he didn't like the way that felt under his foot. And I'm trying to think, what did he wear the second day? Um, Jeez, I think it – I thought it was Innovates. I thought. But I wore Innovates, too. So, and I didn't – I wore the uh, the X-Talon 200s or something like that. Yeah. They got – I didn't have an issue, but – yeah, and I was yeah. wearing I was wearing King MTs, and I want to say I actually had more problems probably the first day than I did the second day. But and it's like you said, that's one of those obstacles when you know the slip wall slippery, you got to lean back into that thing exactly. and put your feet yeah. up high. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just something. But I mean, I don't think he was the only one that had trouble on it. But I, I also think it's something that will come with more experience. You know, he's. I don't know how much you know about Mark, but he's like super fast and yeah. he's a great racer. But I, he even admits it that he needs some more time in the sport. Like he just everything's a little, still a little new to him. I mean, he's been around a couple of years, but still, I've been doing it for dang eight years, ten years now. Like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and that was a good pro tip that you you led on to a second ago, and it's one that I, you know I've always thought myself. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you said you saw the sunlight hitting that other side, you know, meaning it might be at least a little bit more dry. And that's also something that I've always looked at Olympus walls, too. You know, you get yeah, go to an Olympus wall. wall. Yeah. Z-walls, yeah. Z- Z- too. I know one I've always done to Z-wall because I like grabbing the right side and leading with my right hand on the Z-walls. And so yeah. a lot of times, given the terrain you can find a Z-wall that will be leaning the opposite way of the wall you get on, and that's just going to help you stay on the wall better, too. Yeah, I think there was a, I 
don't think it was this year. I think it was last year in Jacksonville. The Z walls were definitely like leaning too, like leaning one way. There was one way where one side, if you went on, you were like falling backwards. It was really extreme. Yeah, I remember that too. Did you ever do them when were you around when they had just the regular traverse wall, the regular just nope going sideways? I started 2015, and that was the year they brought in the Z wall. Man, really? I figured. Dang, I didn't know it was that, that long ago. I thought, hmm, well. Because you're talking so, about when it was just perfectly straight, right? Yeah, and I thought that was harder than the, Z, the regular Z-Wall is now. Yeah. Well, see, it, I and I agree, I agree with you there because I think like a, a straight wall would be harder if they've got the blocks kind of mixed up more than with like the Z-Wall. You have those corners, and when you hug that corner, as long as you can grab blocks... And now they let you grab that column in the middle too, and it just makes it a little easier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the cutout in the middle too also makes it a little easier because you can kind of lean some of your weight into that cutout in the middle yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad now. I mean, I still like don't. I like, I like the obstacle when I get through it. And I usually do, but it's still like one of those things. One little slip, you're done. Like, right. It's gonna be really hard for you to catch yourself. Yeah, because on Saturday, um, I was coming around the corner, and I, I thought, okay, I'm good. And I reached around and grabbed the block around the corner, and about that time, my foot slipped off, but I had enough hold on the blocks, so I was able to catch myself. But it's like you said, you, you those blocks that you put your feet on, it's, it's like you think, okay, I'm good, and then all of a sudden, your foot will slip off, so... That's why yeah, I always yeah. tell people when you do that obstacle, you need to make sure you got a death grip with your hands before you move your feet. <clears throat> and uh, like we did a fun lap later on that day. And when we got to the Z walls, I figured, you know, we were just goofing around anyway. I said, I'm going to try every single one and just see if there's one that's just super easy and see if there's one super hard. And I want to say that the one that was all the way to the right the, the block right before you went around the corner, it was like it was chipped off. So it was almost like a rounded corner. And I legit oh, wow. failed it because I, cut, I, I, my, I put my foot on it and it just slipped right off. And I was like, damn, I ain't doing that one tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think I went all the way to the left both days. Oh, yeah. That was the one that I thought was the easiest wall. When I tried all of them, I think it was... Either the one next to all the way to the right or the first one all the way to the left. And, like, during the race on Sunday, I said, if nobody's at that wall, that's the one I'm going to. And that was the one all the way to the left. That was a good wall for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, man, I want to talk to you about a race. And the reason why I want to talk to you about this race is because I know you were there. And you had left before I got to talk to you. And that was Asheville in 2019. You... You got second on the super, and then on the sprint, uh, you placed fourth. And I just wanted to—I mean, I just wanted to ask you, like, what happened that day? Because I know when you took out of the gate, you were in either first or second, and looked like you had a strong lead. If you do, you remember that race? Yeah, you're taking me back to a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like honestly, like, I'm gonna try to remember a lot of that race, but man, I don't. I, I do remember I was super upset about that race, and I don't know. I know on Saturday that was, uh, I, I think, well, Mark that was there on Saturday. Uh, Chris Brown was there. Right. And 
Riker. So uh, I don't remember exactly how that that race went, but I know I wasn't really like I got second, but I wasn't super thrilled with how I ran that race. Um, so on the sprint on Sunday, I remember I did take it out really hot, um, and I opened up a huge gap. Like I did have a massive gap, and I thought this race I'm going to win. But I guess what I did was I just I went too hard, maybe because I. Once I got down to the festival area, I think, was the tire flip in the sprint? Yes. Yep. I, I didn't get that up, so I failed that. So I started doing burpees there. And I think I finished those burpees, and I think I was still in the lead. Oh, I wow. Think, like, that's how I, I'm pretty sure because, yeah, actually, I know that for a fact. And then, uh, and then it was a spear throw, and I missed the spear. Oh, so man. So I had to do more burpees. And then I think I still had a chance for third because I think maybe even a couple guys had failed some stuff. But um, yeah, I had a chance for a uh, podium at least, uh, and I was going up over the slip wall. And Riker and jeez, uh, I don't remember who the other guy was, but went right went right by me, and well, I got fourth, and I couldn't believe it. I was so upset with myself, but I I don't know. I've <clears throat> I've done that before. I mean, where I've opened up leads and have been able to finish strong, but something on that day, I don't know. It was, I remember the tire being wet. Yeah, they were. And, you know, just like we were just talking about the spear, once in a while you'll miss. And, uh, I think I got lucky that day because I went to a tire and, like, I was able to get my hands under it, wherever it was. I want to say it might have been either the first or second one. It was in tall grass, and most people were going to the ones that were not in tall grass. And, like, it just looked like the tire nobody was messing with. And I went to it, and there was actually, like, a divot in the ground, and it was hanging off perfectly in it. And I flipped that tire, and I was able and I was able to – because I was way out of contention for the age group podium. And everybody was there struggling on the tire. And I, was, and I went to it, flipped it right over, and, I, man, I think I got second in my age group that day. So I was lucky. I run awesome. clean. Yeah, yeah, I think that was, maybe that whole race that day was, you know, you ran clean, you probably were going to finish really well, because I'm assuming a lot, maybe not, but maybe other people were found, found a lot of obstacles, because yeah. I'm usually pretty good on the obstacles, <laughs> I mean, because it, it's, it's like you were talking about, like, if I don't run clean, I'm there's chance that I'm I'm not going to be able to get an age group podium because these guys that are in the 40 to 45 man they're super fast and yeah. like I mean we're coming out of the gate and they're running like it's a 200 yard dash man and I'm like already like okay I'm watching my watch to make sure I'm getting into a good pace I can run at because you know it's it's getting to where like somebody's got to make a mistake and I have to run clean and able to get a good position. Yeah, we run very similar, you and I. <laughs> but, um, but the problem with the top, you know, like top of the age groups and the top of the elite is, you know, people aren't found very often. So it's like, yeah, yeah you got to be, you got to just keep working on that running. Especially in a sprint. It'd be nice if yeah. they had the tire in every sprint, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. But. But, man, I love Asheville, too, because, I mean, I haven't done a lot of the uh, races out west, so I don't know. But to me, Asheville is, like, one of the best technical races, technical running races to do down here in the south. Yeah, 
it is it is and i love it too and i think a lot of other people do um they used to do the, the national series race there and yeah so that brought out a lot of people yeah i think it's like everybody likes that west virginia course and i think it's pretty similar to that yeah um, <clears throat> i think but and, and i agree with you too but there's just there's that one rocky trench that they run you through at Asheville is just it's just super gnarly and I I just love bombing that creek, shit. The creek, the creek run or no? Oh, that too. But there was one downhill at, at this this last race and we did it on the super, and it was right before you got to that I think that helix obstacle. But you were running through the woods and it was just a trench of just jagged rocks and that was super fun. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. Sometimes I, I have a really bad memory with some of these races, so I forget where all the obstacles are. But yeah, you're right too. That creek, you would you would think, okay, I can just bomb through this creek, man. You would bust your ass so many times trying to run through that creek fast. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's very dangerous, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I wanted to ask you also about like you've done Tahoe a couple of times too, and you being from the East Coast, like how is that race for you going out there? Not good. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I think I've been there twice, and I've never finished inside the top twenty. I don't think. Um, is it yeah, the elevation? So like, uh, pro- it could be the elevation. I, it just could, it could be the cold water. Um, it could just be running the mountain. I mean, I've, I guess, I mean, I've done good at like Asheville, but and even in the series race, I've done good there. So like in a competitive, a really competitive one, but I still don't consider myself like a great mountain runner. Yeah. So I'm sure that slows me down a lot, but yeah, the first year I went to Tahoe, like it was the year I went kind of all in on the sport and like was in super good shape. And I still, only finished about like 20, 21st, 23rd, something like that. And I think it's like the combination of the cold water and then getting out of the cold water and going down the hill, the mountain. Right. It's like, I'm like tippy tippy all the way down. Like I'm not. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm always like. Everybody talks about going to Tahoe and everything, and I just see how cold it is, and they got all that elevation, and it's harder to breathe. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't know if I'll, that's my jam, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably worth it to go out just to see, you know, Tahoe. But right. It is a very challenging course, and it takes a, a, a like a unique athlete to just do well at that course. So my next question is, is are you going to go to Tahoe this year or are you going to go to OCRWC? Well, I don't really think I had that far, which I should, but I don't. Um, I don't know. OCRWC is in Vermont, right? Yeah, Stratton. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I would like to go. I would probably prefer to go to there versus going back to Tahoe because I'm not very good at Tahoe. But... But Aren't you on the pro team, or uh, do you have yeah. a contract where it says you have to be at these races, or you're at liberty to disclose? <laughs> yeah, well, this year, um, let me turn off my headphones real fast. Okay. They're being stupid. Okay, sorry, my 
stupid headphones are connecting to other devices. That's fine. Um, you actually sound better now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I got the phone up to my ear. But, uh, yeah, so what we're talking about, OCRWC, right? Yeah. Oh, I was... The protein thing, the protein right. thing. Uh, yeah, so I don't really know what's going on with all that. Uh, the contract situation, I don't know. They're not really talking to us about it really that much, so. Hey. I mean, so I think I'm kind of free to do whatever I want right now. Hey, that's pretty um, cool, though. Free, yeah, yeah. Free season pass and go wherever you want. Yeah, right. That's not a bad gig. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's still trying to figure out everything, like, from last year. Like, yeah. you know, they're probably trying to figure out all their sponsorship deals to see what kind of money they got for the pro team members and everything like that. But, but yeah, I mean, I do like – I haven't – I've been to – most of the OCRWCs, except for the ones in, uh, that was overseas there in London. No, London, I think. Right. But, yeah, I do really enjoy those races. And Adrian's such a great guy. Yeah. And, but. It'd probably be cheaper to get there than to go to Tahoe, too, as well. Most likely. And I haven't had good success at Tahoe, like I said, so why even try to go back? <laughs> right. Man, last year looked miserable out there. It looked so freaking cold. Yeah. Yeah, it was cold. It was cold. So, Brian, I, I, I hear that you're uh, doing a painting project and you have an expert giving you some tips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Uh, you talking about Dustin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's weird. I just was texting him about this before we got on here. <laughs> That's funny. I was yeah. texting him earlier today and I said, hey, man, I'm going to be interviewing Brian later. You got any questions you want me to ask him? And he's like, yeah, and he gave me a couple. He also asked... If he got some orange shorty shorts, would he be able to shave a minute off his time and catch up to you? Uh, maybe. It's hard <laughs> to find those same orange shorts, though, that I was so speedy in. <laughs> no. I heard somebody else mention these orange shorts, like, right there at the finish line or something. So, is that, like, your 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 uniform, well, your staple that you to, go to? Yeah. yeah, I used to always, I had, like, the shorty like super short almost they were probably too short but uh these little orange nike shorts and uh yeah everybody used to be able to pick me out really easily with those shorts on but i had to retire them because they had too many holes in them there was too much you could see too much (laughs) i know that that mud gear shirt you had on looked like it was ripped across the back pretty good this weekend too you were wearing yeah yeah (laughs) i used to be sponsored by mud gear and uh so I got a lot of shirts from them, and there's, it's still my favorite shirt to run a race in. It's, I don't know, I can't find anything else like it, so I'm just going to keep rocking them until, you know, they're too ripped up. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I remember uh, Tyler McCready, he was kind of cr- cramping your style because he always wore orange shorts, and I think he got some orange tiger-striped ones and was wearing them for a while, too. You remember yeah, Tyler? He, oh, yeah, Tyler and I used to race a lot together. Um yeah, he definitely had the, they were the tiger ones, but they were much longer than mine. They were more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, Brian, we're coming up on like an hour here, but I always have some questions that I always ask everybody that comes on the show, man. So, and I may have already asked some of them and you not even noted. So one question I want to ask is, is what has been your favorite race that you've done and why? And it doesn't have to be OCR, just any experience in racing? Oh, you have me. I was going to say, uh, 
Asheville Spartan race at the because that was my first national series podium. But you're gonna open it up to any race. I'm gonna go with uh, the year I ran the Boston Marathon. It was the uh, the year after the bombings, right? So it was incredible. The how packed the streets were and everything. Um, yeah, it was wild. How how uh, like it was just you. I mean, anybody that's ran the run the Boston Marathon. I mean, it's like you don't there's not a spot in that 26 mile course where people aren't cheering you on whether you're the elite runner or which i wasn't but <laughs> whether you're an elite runner or you're doing a five four or five hour marathon they're that's, still so supportive that's cool yeah. and i bet that year too that it was like back in mad pride for the race too yeah, you know yeah it was yeah yeah it was sweet i would say that was probably that's probably one of the best years to have run it i imagine yeah yeah okay so now i want the reverse of that question what's been your worst race the race you hated the most disliked the most and why yeah it's probably going to be the one we already talked about the Asheville one. <laughs> yeah the Asheville one um just because i how i crumbled at the end like that i mean it wasn't even like a big race or anything it was just i i just couldn't believe how 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 that race ended up because I was feeling so good on that running section. And then those last couple that obstacle gauntlet got me. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Asheville is one of those races that I've loved, but until these past two years, like the years they had the national series races there, man, I sucked at them. They were like two of my worst races. So I was, I was happy that the past, you know, in 2019 and 2018, I was able to finally get some good, clean races there and, you know, just enjoy it for, you know, what a great race that that race is. Right, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, okay, man, here's my last my last question. So, it's the race weekend is upon you. It's Friday night, Saturday morning. You're going to run on Sunday. What are you, like, what's your race ritual? What are you doing Friday night, Saturday morning? Saturday after the race to get ready for Sunday's race. Just tell us all of Brian Gawiski's secrets. <laughs> well, there's quite a lot of them, I think. <laughs> uh, well, so usually I'll do some sort of a, a shakeout run in the morning, um, depending on the race distance. It'll vary on how long it runs for. But then that evening, late afternoon or that night, I'll go back out and do another shakeout run but not as long but more like strides you know get those, right. those that speed going um and then after that i will uh do some recovery and do some stretching like 15 minutes of stretching or so and then i'll the following morning i'll wake up wait 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 what's your oh. go what's your go-to dinner man friday night pizza all right pepperoni pizza yep <laughs> uh what brand seems well, Anywhere? I don't really have a, because, you know, we travel a lot for these races, so it's just kind of whatever. I mean, I like, I can, my stomach's pretty good to me. I can do whatever I really want. Yeah, to mine is too. Yeah. So um, how much, how much, how much pizza do you eat the night before race? <laughs> well, I am quite the eater, so, and I, it's kind of bumping me in the back right now. I'm trying to lose some pounds, and I. But I, I love to eat, so... You sound like um, me. Yeah, actually, before Jacksonville, 
the night before I ate a whole pizza. So it was probably, I think it was a medium, a small or a medium pizza, big enough to where it was probably too much. Oh yeah. Me and you are a lot yeah. alike. That's probably yeah. exactly what I would do. Yeah. Well, this race, this weekend, I, I decided I had to cut myself off. I got a medium pizza and I cut it in half and I ate. So I think it was like four slices right. the night before and then four slices the next day. Yeah. But but yeah, pepperoni pizza is pretty good to me. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So, all right, so, so Saturday I'll, morning. Yeah, Saturday morning, I'll wake up and then I'll actually go outside and I'll move the legs around a little bit and then I'll do some breathing exercises. Uh, they're not really a lot of exercises to them. It's just like taking deep breaths and holding your breath for a little bit and stuff like that. Um, that's kind of what I do at the house or the hotel, depending on where I'm at. And, uh, like, go out to the right. is it kind of like Wim Hof breathing? Yeah. I, well, I'm not sure exactly which one that is. I've definitely heard of it, Right. this actually I've, I got from, uh, I think Hobie did Hobie. this. Hobie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So seems to be pretty good to me. And then once I get to the race site, I'll do another, um, another warm up and, you know, I could another like nice easy run, but I'll do some more strides in there and then some more dynamic stretches and do all that and then race and then after the race I'll do another little recovery jog, a couple miles, and then I'll go through that whole process again actually. Mm. So Sounds good. Yeah. Well since you've got such a big appetite, I I had this question wrote down but we ran out of time, so I'm gonna ask it now. Have you ever thought about doing the uh, Krispy Kreme Challenge race in Rally? Which one's that? It's in uh, it's, it's that charity race that they do in uh, is it Rally Raleigh, North Carolina? Raleigh, yep. Yeah. This yeah, to benefit, I think, like the hospital there or something like that. And what you do is you run two and a half miles down the road, eat a dozen donuts at the Krispy Kreme, and then you run two and a half miles back. A dozen. A dozen, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> you can't eat, wait, um, you can eat a whole pizza, but you can't eat a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts? Man, that's lightweight. The, the sugar. The sugar. Uh, well, I shouldn't say sugar, because like, if they said eat a gallon of ice cream, I'd do that. <laughs> oh, man, that's probably more sugar there. Yeah. Well, probably, yeah. Maybe it's not the sugar. Maybe it's what it is. But I know I it, ice cream. <laughs> it's easy to eat a dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme when the hot light's on, but they usually do this race when it's, like, super cold, and you know when you get there, it's going to be in those charity boxes, and they're going to be kind of yeah. just stiff, you know, and harder to eat, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That race well, is maybe. on my bucket I mean, list. I will look into it. I, I should look into it and see if there's money, too, because I know Woodsy did a, a race one year. With the burrito. Every, yeah, the burritos. Everybody's heard of it. And he won, like, three grand at the race. <laughs> it was like a Moe's burrito, too. That's it something serious. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he was so fast. I think he still ran, like, 16 minutes or something. Yeah, Insane. <laughs> it was mad. But, yeah, right now, they like I think that race is just – they're just doing virtual stuff because of COVID because it's actually like yeah. a big deal race. I want to say like thousands of people go there and do that Krispy Kreme race. Oh, wow. But the huh, official challenge is to do it in under an hour. But, I mean – So you got to run five miles and a dozen donuts under an hour. In an hour. Eh, it's possible. Oh, I think it's, I think it's easy. Yeah. You just – what you got to turn out that first two and a half miles that way – you know, if you feel like you're going to throw up, you <laughs> you can take yeah. it easy on the two and a half back. <laughs> can you carry the donuts with you? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't even know. 
Yeah. I've, I like I said, it's a bucket list race. I know there was somebody in the Discord that said they've done it before, too. I need to talk to them about it. Huh. I'll have to look into it. But, well, all right, man. That's all I got. You want to add anything to this, Brian, like where people can follow you or any sponsors or anything? Don't forget uh, to mention yeah. Spartan. Yeah, yeah, well, I am on Spartan's team, I guess, still. Maybe the pro team. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, Spartan and... Uh, a shock energy i'm sponsored by them oh sweet uh, yeah i love those things those hey, things are super good right yeah they're very good <laughs> i like the very watermelon good. one i tried this weekend on the exit man they were giving out yep. so much stuff walking out of the exit at this race yeah on saturday yeah or on sunday too because i heard they went too too far on saturday yeah they used they handed it all out yeah it was <laughs> like here here's your something. box fill it up with cbd <laughs> i was like all right yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, and then, uh, to follow me is definitely Instagram. That's where I'm most active now. Right. Uh, Facebook has gotten crazy. They don't know who half the people are on my friends list anymore. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I agree. It's like everybody friends you and then like, if I friend somebody and like, I friend most of the people that like, if they're doing OCR, of course, but it's just like random people that I don't really know and I don't see them doing any OCR stuff. I usually won't friend them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't now like friends, you know, if you're friends, it's kind of hard to even friend anybody anymore. But back in the day, you always had to look to make sure you like recognize them from a race or something. Yeah, right on. Well, Brian, man, that's all I got, man. I appreciate you taking time to do this. Uh, I appreciate the interview. Yeah, man. Take care. Yeah, you too. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Brian again for taking time to talk to us. Not this weekend, but next weekend is the Palm Beach Sprint in Boca Raton, Florida. I will be there. I'm going down Friday and leaving on Monday. Looking forward to that. That way I don't have to jump in the car after the race Sunday and drive home. I can chillax a little bit and come home Monday morning. Uh, If you see me down there, come up to me and say, hey, what's up? Uh, Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, if you like what I'm doing here, uh, leave a review and uh, I'll read it on the next episode. We'll see you next race, guys. Take care. How's that? DK, I'll come through? Yeah, man.